This is the Wannabe Minimalist Show with Deanna Yates, episode number 33. On today's episode, we are talking to the disguised supermom, aka Caitlin Ede, about the secrets to creating a schedule that works for you and your family. And if she can do it with five children while homeschooling, you know there's a thing or two she can share to help us all. Plus, she gives us some great homemaking advice that you can implement no matter if you are a stay-at-home mom or not. There are lots of good tips to help in your everyday life, so stick around. Welcome to Wannabe Clutter Free, formerly Wannabe Minimalist, the podcast for busy families who are tired of the chaos, fed up with being overwhelmed, and ready to enjoy life again. Each week, we talk about how to let go of the clutter so that you can focus on the things that actually matter. And it's not just physical clutter. We talk about the mental and emotional stuff too, because if it's holding you back, it's time to ditch it. I share what I've done in my own life to declutter, organize, and calm the chaos, but you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's practical, doable, and simple for those of us that want to be clutter-free. Hey there, welcome back to the show. As always, I'm your host, Deanna Yates, creator of littlegreenbow.com and your resident wannabe minimalist. In today's episode, I'm chatting with Caitlin Ede of The Disguised Supermom about how to create a schedule that works for you and your family. As this episode goes live, we are still dealing with the coronavirus pandemic and the fate of school in the fall is unknown. Caitlin homeschools her five children, so if she can figure out how to make her home function amid the chaos, I know the tips that she shares today will help you as much as they are helping me. Caitlin's blog, The Disguised Supermom, provides encouragement and practical ideas for homemakers, which includes taking care of the house, strengthening your marriage, and raising young children. And even if you're not a stay-at-home mom or have any desire to homeschool, hand raised over here, I'd love for my daughter to go back to school in the fall, but it's still up in the air here in California. Creating a schedule that is flexible and works for everyone is just a smart thing to do. It's no secret that I am a fan of routines and schedules, so if there's any chance to make them better, I'm all for it. But before we jump in, just a little housekeeping. You can pick up the show notes for today's episode by going to littlegreenbow.com slash 33. Again, that's littlegreenbow.com forward slash the number 33. So let's get to it and learn just how Caitlin manages her busy home. Well, hi, Caitlin. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Of course. You have a beautiful blog yourself. You're called The Disguised Supermom, and you have five children, and you stay home with your five children and homeschool them as well. Am I correct with that? We do. We do. We do a hybrid homeschool program. So um, before everything changed, they go to school two days a week, and then we homeschool three days a week. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Okay, well, I definitely want to dive into that a little bit more. But first, why don't you tell me a little bit more about yourself and what you find interesting most about either minimalism or living more intentionally? Sure. Um, so uh, my name is Caitlin. I run the Disguise Supermom. I started it a couple years ago. And then I kind of just niched down into figuring out the art of homemaking mainly by trial and error on my part, because I am home. We have five kids now, so life is crazy. But it just seemed like there wasn't a whole lot of how to be home when I started staying home. And a lot of it was kind of just figuring out what works for you. I didn't have a lot of role models in terms of older women in my life that were primarily home. My mother worked, my mother-in-law worked. 
it just kind of seemed like we were going back to the art of homemaking a little bit. And that's kind of where I found myself. So my goal is to kind of provide a place where women can figure out how to make it work for themselves. It can be super overwhelming at times, but I feel like that's just because there's no support. So my goal is to give that to them and kind of give them practical ways to streamline their life at home so that it doesn't seem overwhelming and they can enjoy it. Awesome. So would you say it's a lot of deciding what works best for your family and then kind of weeding out the other stuff? Because I feel like that's a lot of what I like to talk about as well is just there are so many ideas out there. There are so many different ways to live and to raise your family, Mm -hmm. but It isn't necessarily what society or what the popular opinion is on what we need to be doing. It's really more what works for your family. So is that kind of how this trial and error has worked for you? Exactly. I think the comparison game just catches everybody up. And when you're looking at what everyone else is doing, either online or even just in your circle of friends or family, and you're like, oh, well, they're doing ABC. Maybe I should be doing ABC. But it doesn't work for you. And you kind of feel like, well, am I doing it wrong? Am I not understanding it? Do I not, am I not good at this? So I think the general picture is the same for everybody, but how that manifests for your individual day-to-day life is gonna be completely different. And I think what's been really freeing for me and my husband is we just kind of were like, what's working for us? And from the outside perspective, we're not necessarily towing the line with the norm. I mean, homeschooling alone just throws us in a different category, but it just, our family dynamic works so well and our routines at home work so well that it's why would we change it just because someone else is doing something different or just because someone else says, oh, well, that's not how it's supposed to be done. So I think for us, it's kind of been just asking ourselves, is this what we want? Is this working for us? And then to your question about intentional living, I think what we've kind of realized is the more we ask ourselves those questions, the answers are never materialistic. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of been how we've slowly gotten to this place where it's not what do I want in terms of things, it's what do I want in terms of experiences or kind of just a general way of life. Yeah, absolutely. And the one point that you made that really stuck with me was kind of at the beginning of that point of that comparison. And even with your family and your close friends, and that's when it can be the hardest. So that's when it's really nice to have another support system because just because the people you are closest with or were Mm -hmm. raised by believe one thing, it doesn't mean that you have to believe that either. And I would definitely say we are the most minimalist in both of our families. And so it definitely has been interesting to kind of see that dichotomy and knowing that I love my family. Absolutely. uh, But do I have to ascribe to all of the same things they do? And the answer, of course, is no, because I'm my own human being and I have my own family and that's time for me to make my own decisions. The more you get with that, the easier it is to say, no, that doesn't work for us. Absolutely. Yeah. No, good point. You have five children. Yeah. I only have one. So mm-hmm. it's hard for me to speak to my listeners that have more children. Sure. You told me their ages, they range from three months old to eight years. Yeah. So <laughs> you have a very busy home. We do. Um, <laughs> so how has your home and life changed as you've continued to have more children? And what has helped as your family has grown? I think the biggest thing is you have to embrace the chaos. 
because with five kids, I mean, even any amount of kids, but the more kids you have, the more chaos it's going to be. Um, and I think you'd have to look at that as a positive because they're kids. Um, the more we've had, I think the more relaxed I've become as a mother. I've just yeah. been more confident and not worried about as much. But in like a hands-on kind of tip I would give is we try really hard to give our kids independence. So from a young age, they are given the ability to do things themselves, which as we've added more babies to the family has been a huge help. So they can make their own lunches for the most part. They're pretty good at breakfasts. They'll help out with the chores, things like that, that some days they don't want to because they're kids. But of course. <laughs> on the most part, they're really good at being helpers. And they're given, I think the biggest thing is they're given the opportunity to become independent which is a struggle sometimes because you want to do it yourself or you want to show them how to do it. But in the long run makes all the difference. Yeah. I can see how that is. That's a fantastic tip. And I'm definitely not good at that with one. We're getting better at it. Um, She's six. So she's definitely getting better at doing things. She, she was never a very independent child. personalities. very independent. So it kind of naturally gravitated towards that way. Our almost four-year-old is not. So with him, it's a lot more training in terms of, no, you can do this yourself. You have to practice. You have to do it. And he'll still revert back to, oh, no, I can't get my pajamas on by myself. (laughs) When it's like, well, you've been doing it every day for months now. But he still I know you can. (laughs) Yeah. Can you just try? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So with you being a homeschooling mom and being home all the time, With this, we're just kind of starting to come out of the coronavirus fog as we record this um, episode. And so things are starting to open up, but people are still working from home. Schools have been out now for a few months and they're not going back. We're all hoping, fingers crossed, they're going back in the fall for those of us that do send our children to school, um, to public school. And I'm sure even with your hybrid model, you're hoping that they're open. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit more about what a typical day is like for you. Now we can get back to, I'm really interested to hear about this hybrid school. And for those of us that are used to being more separate, mm-hmm. you know, what are some tips you have for all of us being together all the time? And even as we go into summer, summer camps are closed, they're yeah. all virtual and it's yeah. going to be kind of a weird summer a as well. <laughs> yeah, a lot of togetherness. So what are your tips for that? <laughs> um, the biggest tip I would have is I think there is a real misconception when you're not used to being home that because you're home, you have plenty of time to get everything done. Uh And that for me was the biggest kind of barrier to get over in terms of at first I was like, well, I have all day. Of course I'll get to the cleaning and I'll get to the laundry and I'll get to that. But you still need a schedule of some sort. I definitely don't think you need a rigid schedule. I think you need more of a flow. So what we do in our house is our days kind of have the same flow but they have a lot of built-in wiggle room because no day is ever going to go the way you expect it to. Um, But for us, it typically involves, I try and get up earlier than the kids. Nowadays, it's usually me and the baby getting up, but they get up, they have breakfast. They usually play all together independently for a while. Um, And then when we're in school, we have a couple hours of school in the morning. And then they usually get sent outside before lunch kick them out. It's really good for them. I honestly am a huge proponent of the more time they can spend outside, the better it is for everyone. And then I, what I try and do is have a morning chunk of time and an afternoon chunk of time 
where I can say, here's where I'm going to get done what I need to do. So whether mm -hmm. that's meal planning or switching the laundry or cleaning, if I have designated times when I know I can focus on that, then I'm not as worried about getting it done for the rest of the day. So then I can focus on playing with the kids or getting the school to work done. Um, so I think having a schedule, while it seems unnecessary, actually makes a huge difference in your day. And now, back to the show. We will be right back. Oh, okay. That Actually, that's perfect. Um, I feel like we oscillated between that very rigid schedule and yeah. then as we kind of got into it, it definitely relaxed a little bit. Yeah. Um, so there were growing pains there. There definitely um, are. And just when you get yeah. a schedule that works, like something usually shifts. So I think uh -huh. you have to be open to changing it and going with the flow a little bit. Um, but again, it goes back to you also have to find what works for your family. My right. schedule is not going to work for another family and someone else's schedule would not work for me. So I think it's important yeah. to create your own. Okay. So yeah, that kind of led me into my next question, which was what tips can you give um, our listeners who are adjusting to that new schedule? It's just maybe be a little bit more open or just keep trying new things. And how would you maybe switch out things that you're trying? So I would, so I actually write my schedule out most days. I just have a piece of notebook paper and I write it out. And usually I block out the time in 30 minutes increments, but I don't fill all the 30 minutes. I, there's probably only like an hour and a half and then I'll leave a half an hour open. I think wiggle room is going to be a big thing because things are going to take longer or go differently than you expect. But if you're struggling to find a schedule, I would look at where in the day you're hitting the most struggle. So is it right before lunch when the kids want your attention, but you're trying to get something done? Or is it at nap time or wherever that pain point is? Look to see if you can tweak something there. Mm -hmm. I think okay. usually that's where if I can't kick them outside or I can't give them my focus, like I'll try and save screen time for that window of time. I try not to do a lot. It's all dependent on the day. Lately, it seems to go right out the window. Yep. But I do try and use it when it's most helpful to me. So I do think mm -hmm. that's like a nice tool to have in your back pocket to kind of take out when you need to be able to do something. Or just see if maybe like the schedule, are they hungry? My kids can eat all day long. All day. But <laughs> kind of gotten into a system where they know there's a morning snack and they know there's an afternoon snack. And mm -hmm. if they are just spending all day asking for snacks, it's probably that I didn't give them a big enough breakfast ah, or something like point. that. So I think if you look where you're having trouble, because usually it'll fall around the same time of day or around the same activity or something like that. And then just work on tweaking that. Try something different. Try to get outside. Try different meals, something like that. I think that could be helpful. Very good tips. Now I want to shift a little bit away from schooling and get a little bit more into homemaking since sure. you were kind of talking about that earlier specifically cleaning and laundry. Yeah. So these are areas where I struggle because honestly, my husband and I were very neat. Mm -hmm. We don't get very messy, but yeah. I would not call us very squeaky clean. Like sure. I'm not the person with the white glove going around my house, making sure everything's clean. It looks clean. Yeah. And, and so that's kind of good enough for us. I totally but, agree. I know that seems like gross, but no. <laughs> well, so you're living I, there. So I feel like it's right. also, you have to be realistic. So what tips would you have though for maybe keeping us on track and not feeling like we have to spend an entire Saturday or Sunday sure. cleaning the house, right? Yeah. 
So I um, am a big proponent of a weekly cleaning schedule. So I created one for myself and I found that it worked so well. And my criteria, if you will, when I created it was that every day is a chunk of something. So there are certain tasks assigned to each day, but ideally I'm only cleaning Monday to Friday. I didn't want to be cleaning on the weekends. Now we're all home, but originally when I made it, my husband was at work. So I wanted the weekends to be free. I didn't want to be like, you're home. You're not working today. We're spending the whole day cleaning. So what I did is I kind of just sat down and broke out every room and assigned each room or group of tasks to a day. So that way, each day during one of those chunks of time in the morning or the afternoon when I know I can focus on something, I just get those tasks done. And it usually never takes more than 20 or 30 minutes. And my thought is then at least over the course of the week, you've got the house cleaned. It's not all gonna be perfectly clean the minute you finish on a Saturday, but at the same time, I feel like if you have kids in your house, it's not staying clean anyway. So if you get everything done at least once a week, then I feel like the house has been cleaned and that has made a big difference to me. So what about laundry? Do you do like a load a day? Are Are you in that camp? So when we had less people in the house, we were the load of debt, the one load a day. But then it became a point where that wasn't keeping up with it. So what we've switched to is I try and do it twice a week. Oh. So I usually just pick two days during the week. And on those days, right now, it's like usually Monday and Thursdays. Everything that's dirty gets cleaned that day. You spend a lot of time that day doing laundry, but then you don't have to do it every single day which has actually been a nice change. Having a couple days off of laundry, then you don't seem to mind it as much when you are doing it. Yes, which do, I, which do you prefer now? Twice a week. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I like having I a think... couple days off a week where I'm not doing laundry. Yeah. yeah, laundry is not my favorite. I don't know why. It's not hard. It's not now, even that like bad. I you can't leave it and you don't ever feel done. I, that's probably it. There's yeah. no finish, you know. Yeah. I always wondered why I hate laundry so I... much. I feel like it's because you could never cross it off. You can never cross it off and be done. Yesterday happened to be our laundry day. I did laundry all day. All the kids' stuff is clean. And then they went to bed and I was like, well, the hamper's half full already. So. (laughs) Yay. Exactly. (laughs) So if you could go back and talk to yourself when you first started having children or first had this idea of homeschooling or being more intentional with your family. What's the first thing you would do or, you know, what would you tell yourself? The first thing I would tell myself is you don't need that much stuff. (laughs) I feel like we have spent the last five, six, seven years just slowly getting rid of stuff. Mm. Um, I've noticed a big difference with my kids. The less stuff they have, the better it seems, which at first I would have thought was really counterintuitive. And then I really feel like the comparison game, it's really hard when you are looking at other people that are saying, this is the way to live, or this is how we're living and we're happy. And it's so different from the way that feels right to you. And the more confident I've gotten in my ability to be like, no, that doesn't work for us. The better everything else kind of falls into place. Yeah. Oh, good tips. I wish we could all go back and tell ourselves I know, the, the journey, right? It's so much easier. Um, So we talked a little bit about it at the beginning, but just so people can find you um, after the show, where should they go? Where can they find you? Um, So my blog is at uh, thedisguisedsupermom.com. 
and it will give you homemaking tips. It's got ways to um, work on your marriage when you have kids and you have no extra time. It's also got ideas on how to spend time as a family that don't necessarily involve a lot of extra or money or things like that. And then I'm also on Facebook and Instagram at The Disguised Supermom. Okay, awesome. Which one's your favorite? Instagram. I really want to like Instagram, but I just, I always forget to take pictures. I, you <sighs> know, it's me. funny because I'm always like, I need to take pictures, but I don't want to be on my phone. So yeah. it's, a, it's a battle. <laughs> it is a battle. Okay. So I always like to end each interview with three somewhat rapid fire questions. Sometimes they're not very quick, but the first one is what has been your favorite simple pleasure this week? Um, my favorite has probably been that the weather's been nice enough to sleep with the windows open. <laughs> Oh, nice. Yeah, you're in Connecticut, right? Yes, we're in Connecticut. So we've got a quick spring, hopefully, before it gets too hot. Yeah, I do love sleeping with the windows open. There's something nice about it. Yeah. Um, That's a really great one. What is the best advice about minimalism or habits that you've ever received? I know we kind of talked about it a little bit, but what's the best advice you've received from other people? Um, The best advice I've received is probably that everything needs to have a place. Uh So when we're kind of looking at stuff to get rid of, or if we need it or don't need it, if it doesn't have a place to go, essentially, typically I found that we don't need it. Uh Aha. Very true. Because then, yes, that's when really the clutter starts to pile up, right? And then what is making you happy right now or in this season of life? Right now, I'm going to say baby snuggles. Oh, so we are just as much as we've been home and we're getting antsy. We had our youngest right before this hit. So we've all been home, which has been a really nice treat. In this oh, season. that is. Yeah. How nice that all the families together with the new baby. Yeah, that must be really a sweet time. Oh, yeah. I love that. Well, Caitlin, thank you. This has been so much fun and I really enjoyed um, chatting with you. Thank you for taking the time out of your extremely busy day and life with your five children on a Saturday. Nonetheless, you guys were recording this on a Saturday. So um, thank you so much. And just for the, all the advice. And uh, honestly, if you guys are looking for ways to help in this really hectic season where we're not used to homeschooling, check out Caitlin. She knows her stuff. I just thank you again for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Have a good one. Bye. So what'd you think? Another good one, right? I am loving these guest shows and I am learning so much from each of my guests. Caitlin has some amazing wisdom to share with us by helping us get out of that comparison game and discover the unique strengths and assets in our own families. She gives us permission to create the life that works best for us and in our homes. Today's show was a great reminder that we as mamas set the culture within our families. So let's take a moment to reflect on the life we want for ourselves, our spouses, and kids, and learn to embrace the chaos while letting go of the comparisons to others. Thanks again to Caitlin for being a guest on the show and for sharing so freely. Okay, so don't forget, if you'd like to get all of the show notes for today's episode, you can find it all at littlegreenbow.com slash 33. Once again, get all the show notes and the links for everything we talked about today on my website at littlegreenbow.com forward slash the number 33. 
And before we go, as always, I love hearing from you. So if you have any questions about what we talked about today or any other topics you would like to see discussed, please reach out either via email at hello at littlegreenbow.com or on Facebook at facebook.com slash littlegreenbow. You can also join my free wannabe minimalist group on Facebook, where we deep dive into more topics to help you on your journey to minimalism, no matter what that looks like for you and your family. And that just about wraps it up for this episode of the Wannabe Minimalist Show. Thank you so much for joining me today. And if you liked what you heard, I would be absolutely delighted if you would leave a review on iTunes. And while you're there, please take a second to subscribe to be notified of new episodes. One more thing. Don't forget to pick up your free copy of Clutter Rescue, five quick steps to declutter your home and get it functioning now. It's my brand new resource that was created based on your requests and feedback. If you've ever wanted to declutter your entire home, this is the guide that will help you do it. And it's free. All you have to do is download the workbook and follow the five steps in the quick declutter method. It is the process that I have seen be the most successful over and over again, so I promise it works. And last thing, be sure to join us again next Thursday when I'll be talking about gifts for my child as a minimalist. She had a birthday recently, and I'm pretty sure you'll be surprised at my stance on the matter. So I'll see you next week.